spring forward. Upgrade your home, business, or large commercial facility now with the latest technology from DFW Security. If your system is older than five years, it's time to upgrade. DFW Security has reliable, convenient, affordable technology professionally installed. Take command with their all-in-one app powered by Alarm.com. Control your alarm, access control, cameras, garage door, and much more. DFW Security, your local experts for over 30 years. Call now or go to dfwsecurity.com. DFWsecurity.com. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Ben and Skin Show, 97.1 The Freak. I just saw out of the corner of my eye, Strip Mall Steve, so happy as that girl dances around in her bumblebee costume. Uh, we have lots to get to today on the show because, Ben, everybody is celebrating the Dallas Cowboys winners of the NFC East, the number two seed in the uh, NFC side of the NFL playoffs. All of that gets going this weekend. Later in the show, we'll give you the whole breakdown of what's going on with the playoffs, what's going on with the Cowboys. We'll talk Kyrie and Luka. There's just so much to get to today. But Mike Playoff Mc- time. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Good point, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, what time is it? Playoff time. Yep. So, uh, Cowboys lose, Mike McCarthy's fired. <laughs> what? Right. Breaking news. No, right, right, right. (laughs) Breaking news right now. It's me somewhat reluctantly. Look, all I was saying is that if they lose, he will be fired, right? If they lose in the wild card round, yeah, he'll be fired. He's fired. fired. Yes. I think so. Right. And do you not? Yeah. I do. He can't I, but, get but to it, the number two seed and lose, and that means he'll be one and three in the last four years of the playoffs. I don't know. I, I don't know if I would though. I think they will. I think they will fire him. But I, because he unlocked Dak, well, you know, now that he's unlocked him, it's not like they're going to lock him back up. I mean, he did his job. Move on to the next. <laughs> Go back to your barn, homie. Uh, I just don't know if anybody else can. You know, I don't know, dude. He's getting the most out of their most important player, and that's the most important thing. Going into this season, it was all about Dan Quinn and the defense. Let's just reduce turnovers. Let's run the ball more. That wasn't what this year was. This year was all about Dak to CD, and they dominated. And McCarthy deserves love for that. Anyways, if they if okay they advance this week, but they lose the next week, is he fired? Uh, like they let's say they lose to the Lions. Yeah. In what fashion? Like, do they get their asses kicked, or is it a is it a clock management error? <laughs> Either with, way, with with the, they just run out of plays at the end of the game. I just and I I wonder has Dan Quinn as he lost as his star lost its luster. Uh I for whatever it's worth all the stories I saw this weekend Dan Quinn's name was one of the top 3 names listed for all the job openings. Yeah. And last year, you know, he took his name out of the mix. Remember he's like, "I I want to be an assistant coach for life. I'm going to I'm going to take my name out of the head coaching yeah. carousel, but I think he's pretty highly paid." Um, but I think he took his name out of the carousel because everyone expected Mike McCarthy to fumble fart this season away, and then he was just going to waltz right in. Let me ask you this. If they lose to the Packers, does Dan Quinn just become the head coach? That's what I was wondering. I, I don't know. I don't know who the candidates would be. What if they bring Kellen Moore back? I mean, it could be. Mm. There's there's thoughts that uh, Jerry is enamored with what Dan Campbell's done, and Jason Witten could be that guy. I like that Steve pretended to be enamored with the idea of Kellen Moore coming back. I don't think anyone's thinking about that. God, the Chargers had a great year. <laughs> I mean, uh, you, you could see Witten at some point getting a shot here. 
probably too soon. You could see Belichick. He's got a relationship with Stephen, but he's 94 years old. <laughs> you could see. I don't. Tom I don't Cruise. know, man. I don't know what. I don't know what they would do. The Witten thing is interesting because he's different. He's Jason Witten, but rarely does someone go from private Christian high school head football coach to running an NFL team. Right. It's a very rare leap. It only happens once every two or three years. <laughs> <laughs> It's Jason Witten. The entire city stopped down when he retired. I have visited with him in the past about coaching and and those types of things, and it feels inevitable that he he will do it at some point. And uh, they always say the same thing about, you know, him and Romo, too. It's like, you you know, you don't just go from playing to be the lead broadcast team or, you know, get one of those jobs off the rip, and they did. Yeah. So, I don't know. They are a different caliber of superstar, and in Jerry's universe, that means more than a lot of things. Witten is, it's so interesting, too, because when Witten took that high school job, he very much dropped out of any sort of limelight. I saw a story, I guess it was about a month ago or so, where that team that he took over, and he's coaching his kids. Like, that's mm-hmm. different, right? Uh, they had more success this year and they won state or something than that school has ever had. Like, he got the thing completely turned around. Yeah, and he has no interest in the limelight. No. None. It ain't his thing. Like, uh, I've reached out to him several times about doing – he jumping on the show. He's just not – it's did, not his thing. Did you tell him he could do the Today Game with us? You know who doesn't like to do that stuff either is Romo. And I get, I think it's just like, man, there's just not a bunch of upside there for him. Right. You know? It would just be doing a favor for us, which why would they do that? Right. They've already done us several favors. Yes. <laughs> They'd be doing us another favor. Hey, let me do another favor for these yeah. guys that offer nothing in return. <laughs> right. And, to you know, if they happen to slip up and say the wrong thing or if something's misconstrued, they put their job in jeopardy. They're yeah. great. You know, there's just not a bunch of upside. They get featured on our new segment. Aha, we got you. Okay. Uh, to that end, we are working on getting Mark Cuban in studio. Do we want him to come join us for an hour? Maybe longer. Mm-hmm. We may even go longer that day. Uh, but I did see this. This made news, and I thought about you, and it was uh, Mark Cuban going to give away $35 million in bonuses to Mavericks employees. And I know we've talked about this, and you're not really a Maverick employee. You work for Bally. Uh, but I was like, man, can Skin get some of this bonus money? I was really pulling for you. Well, there is an email that I think was the basis for this news story. You know, McMahon put it out there, and our own Mark Stein put it out there, which you can hear. The Saturday Stein Line, brought to you by Panini, every Saturday at noon. And it was what made the news rounds uh, and it was on national news it was everywhere was the email that he sent to all Mavs employees uh i did not get that email so i'm going to assume it has nothing to do with me but 35 million dollars in bonuses to employees is awesome i mean that is just uh objectively speaking whatever you think about any of that situation that is something that he does not have to do and it reminded me you know you and i have a couple friends that worked for broadcast.net or that whatever that entity was that yahoo bought and like we had buddies that were millionaires for a period of time before there were stock things that happened and all this that and the other so it's a little bit different but it's you know rewarding people that uh, are dedicated and have been with the team. And I think of guys like, like there's a name that Matt Move probably mentioned it on the air, but there's a guy, for example, named Steve Letson mm. that's been there forever. Steve Letson came over to the Mavericks after, uh, this would have been 1984, 
they had to play a playoff game from Reunion Arena. They had to move it to Moody Coliseum. So they Reunion Arena seated 17,007 people. Game five, the clinching game of the Mavericks' first ever ever playoff series had to get moved to an arena half of its size because tennis had been scheduled at reunion arena <laughs> and steve letson was working i don't know if he was working for smu or working for moody coliseum or what but he engineered all that for the mavericks and has been with the mavericks since the mid 80s and so i think about someone like steve letson and i'm like man that's just amazing for someone who have been in service for the mavericks for all those years i just i love stories like that very generous of cuban to do that oh my and god yes and, you, and the new owners yeah and the email oh it's not coming out of cuban side it comes out from yeah it's it's uh, just the business from the it's not like cuban from his profits from selling the cubans that well he's a 27 i believe percent owner uh-huh. so the ownership group is doing it oh so Addison, wow. or that's the way it was presented in the okay. news story. Okay, and so, in that email, Cuban mentioned yeah. that. So the okay. the uh, Demont family, the Adelsons, and Cuban, all okay. of them combined, getting off to a good start yeah. with your new employees. Uh, but I think about: Are there employees that have been there a million years and just recently left that'll miss out? Like, what about Keith Grant? Can they still cut him a check? Say, hey, thank you for all. Because, dude, he was here forever. That is a question that I am ill-equipped to answer. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm just throwing it at you. But I'm just thinking out loud. I was really happy to see that. I thought mm-hmm. it was uh, super just, cool. just a touch of class. Yeah, it's. Uh, I guess the, the, the money is being divided up according to the email based on how many years of service with the Mavericks and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's uh, – and, again, I – I don't think it was like press release. It was Cuban released it to internally to employees, and then the uh, the, the press picked it up and put it out there. But yeah. he was getting he was getting lots of great coverage all over uh, all over all the national news services. Uh, but right now, it's time for this juicy rumors, hot gods, every celebrity couple stay on top in the hobby. Oh, yes, you know this segment and you know it well. Anytime that we have big award shows in Hollywood to talk about, we will do the Hollywood Shuffle. By the way, breaking news, Jason Kidd is going to be on the downbeat on Wednesday. So as we were just talking about the Dallas Mavericks here, if you'd like to hear head coach Jason Kidd, he'll be on with the downbeat on Wednesday. And now with the latest on the big award show last night, here's Hollywood Steve. The Golden Globes took place last night. After a couple football games, apparently, as you'll hear their host, Joe Coy, mention in just a moment. Some of the big winners from the night, though, were Succession. Succession came in with, I believe, an opportunity to tie the record for uh, most wins ever. Most globe. Oh, in the history of the show? In the history of the show for drama. So, as of right now, the HBO series Succession won its third globe in the category of drama, following its victories at the 2020 and 2022 ceremonies, tying it with the X-Files, who won in 94, 96, and 97, and Mad Men, who won for 07, 08, 09. So, with three total overall wins, that's a big deal. I guess it's hard to get four. Uh, This show is so damn good. I love the show, and I felt like it's one of those shows that ramped up. Most shows start off really well and then just kind of fizzle out, and they're like, yeah, we probably shouldn't keep doing this. I thought their last season was their best, and three three actors on the show took home hardware. Uh, Matt McFadden, and I've never – he's Tom. 
basically. You you watch the show, right? I've never seen it. Oh my god! There was there was really I, I want I need to watch it, but there was just so many Colkins on it. I had to pass. Yeah, there's one, and he okay. won Roman. Uh, Kieran Colkin plays Roman. He won uh, a Golden Globe last night. Uh, Sarah Snook won. Uh, she plays Shiv, and I think what's incredible about that is she's Australian, and I would have had no idea. Uh, so I always think when I hear an actor. And I realized they have a super thick accent, and I had no idea. They just were able to do their American accent. I'm always blown away uh-huh. and give that little extra credibility. But, yeah, all three, of those, all three of those actors won Golden Globes. And, dude, the actors who play Kendall, uh, Greg, and Logan all could have won as well. Like, this, the, it is just an incredible cast, and they're all brilliant actors, and it's exceptional writing. Succession is a great show. I'm gonna power watch it tonight. How many how many seasons are there? Five, I think. Right? I think and that was the last one, right? They yeah. they closed it out. Yeah. So yeah, they won't win the fourth, you know, title there. They'll end at three. So we'll see if another big drama will take it down. So yeah, five yeah. full seasons. I I'll, never watched a minute. I'm gonna try to watch all five seasons during halftime of the Texas of the uh, Washington uh, Michigan game tonight. Christine, you didn't watch it either? No, I did not. I'm the only one on the show that watched yeah. it. Um so yeah, it's really good, and it's it's the, which family is it? The, the Ruperts, the Rupert uh, Murdoch, the Murdoch, Sorry, Rupert, Rupert Murdoch. Murdoch. Yeah, um, and it's loosely based on that, you know. And it's like, and they're Australian. The media icon and how they, you know. Uh, use their media, they weaponize it, and you know put their own spin on things to impact themselves financially. Mm-hmm. It is fascinating, and then it's all the siblings fighting over, taking over when he dies, and he finally dies uh, in this last season, and it was really good. How Spoiler. do you think? Yeah, right. How do you how do you think Rupert Murdoch felt when they killed off his character on Succession? Because <laughs> Rupert Murdoch is what. 89, 90. I saw a story about six months ago that he had taken a 25th wife. Yeah. She was, uh, she was like 29 or something. Yeah. No, he's 92. 92. So he outlived his character on succession. Yeah. That's very impressive. That is impressive. Yeah. Man, people born in the 30s. What a wild thing to think about. I'm like, 1931? Is yeah. this when this guy's born? I was born right after the Dust Bowl. Good gravy. Uh, another big winner there uh, was Barbie, who won for that uh, new category we briefly touched on last weekend there, which was, uh, or sorry, last week on the show, Cinematic and Box Office Achievement. What? And the quali- yeah. This was basically like, hey, this might not be an Oscar-worthy movie, but we want to connect with the fans. So they gave a qualifying criterion that said if you earn at least $150 million during your re- during your release, have at least $100 million of those earnings come from the U.S. domestic box office or have enough digital streaming viewership recognized as, uh, by trusted indor- industry sources, then you'll be put in here. Basically, you might not be an Oscar-winning movie like Guardians of the Galaxy, but we might let you win one of these Golden Globes moving forward other than for special effects. So yeah. Barbie won that one. It's a weird category. And Barbie lost their big award. Barbie uh, lost to a movie called Poor Things. Mm-hmm. That, man, I, I've been seeing, they've been showing the previews for that or the commercials for that on Fargo nonstop. It looks awesome. Okay. It looks really wickedly funny. I have not. It's got Emma Stone in it. Yeah, and Mark Ruffalo. Okay. And uh, that category was best comedy or musical. Yep. I'm like, why does it have to be a 
Why can't there just be a best musical and a best comedy? Because there's rarely enough good musicals to right. fill out that category. Why do they got to cramp up the comedy bracket with it? Make it best drama or musical. Okay, that's interesting. I, I, I don't know. I just think it's stupid that they force that in. But that was the one. Uh, is that the one Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell present? I guess none of us know. None of us watch. I did see a great bit. By Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell, they were presenters, uh-huh. and they acted like somebody was turning on music while they were presenting, and then they were like, and people actually thought it was a mistake, mm-hmm. and then they would like go on a little bit further and like, okay, let's just keep reading, and then the music would come back on. They're like, this is odd. I don't know what's happening here, and then eventually the music would come on and start dancing in a real weird way. Okay, good, hilarious. I need to see that. I, anything. Those award shows, there's always a few people that get up and do stuff. I'm always interested in anything either one of those people are going to do. They're great. Absolutely. And the presenters usually do have pretty good bits. Some people who didn't have great bits uh, and that are getting called out is the host, a comedian Joe Coy there. So most of the response today was pretty negative, And I think it started going bad for him pretty quick when he, uh, I think he started off with a Barbie joke maybe. Oppenheimer and Barbie are competing for cinematic box office achievements. Oppenheimer is based on a 721-page Pulitzer Prize-winning book about the Manhattan Project. And Barbie is on a plastic doll with big boobies. (laughs) I watched Barbie. I loved it. I really did love it. Um, I don't want you guys to think that I'm a creep, but it was kind of weird being attracted to a plastic doll. It's just something about your eyes, Ryan. <laughs> so the whole show, just close your eyes, Ryan. Everyone just looks into your eyes. And, and Margo, it's not always about you. <laughs> the key moment in Barbie is when she goes from perfect beauty to bad breath, cellulite, and flat feet. Ah, or what casting directors call character actor. <laughs> Some I wrote, some other people wrote. Yo, I got the gig 10 days ago. You want a perfect monologue? Yo, shut up. You got, you're kidding me, right? All right. Uh, let me just say, as far as that sort of thing goes, it's all right. It's not that bad. It's uh, the point of the whole Barbie movie is against that. It's against sexism, and he's making a sexist joke about it, and that's why it's like, dude, isn't really? That what you're, but isn't that what you're really? supposed to do with stand-up? Is you know, I guess. Pull, but it, pull it back to. The, I don't know. Be better. I just think that's a no-win situation. Yeah, he's, that is a no-win situation. I can tell you, he's the only host of any major award show that's ever been in studio with Ben and Skin. Like, we're is that right? Yeah, when we were at the fan, he was I in studio. Remember, I didn't even know who he was. Yeah, we had him in studio. Ben's like, yeah, that joke killed. <laughs> but, no I mean, idea who he is. It's not like we requested him. It was one of those deals where they go, hey, you want this dude? And we we're like, yeah. yeah, sure, whatever. I don't remember. Do you, would you remember anything about it? Uh, Just him sitting in there with us. I mean, no. Again, we didn't request him. They said, do you want him? I even said, saw sure. a picture of him and didn't recognize him. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd only known him from a Haunted Mansion movie. I've not watched oh. any of his stand-up specials. Um, so, like I said, the Ryan Gosling joke he delivered there, wasn't a terribly written no. joke. I said, that was a perfectly fine joke. It was delivered pretty poorly. And then, man, this is why stand-up is really difficult. You get in the ba- in a wrong room. Or you've written jokes that are not going to work in the right room, and then it's up to you to dig out of it. And he kind of leaned on, let me just throw the other writers under the bus here, (laughs) and I just got this gig 10 days ago. Which I can tell you, in the writer's world, 
Uh, if you apply for a job for Colbert, Kimmel, any of those cats, they give you about a three-day turnaround to submit a brand-new, fresh packet. You don't get 10 days to write a monologue for an award show. So yeah. he had more than enough time, and he had five staff writers that were given to him. So he he dumped on them real quick there and then tried to kind of cover up that he only had 10 days. It, th- that thing is difficult, though, because you're playing to a room of celebrities. Right. Right, and I think you have to be... The idea is to, you know, pick on certain celebrities that are so big, they're going to be okay with it. Uh-huh. But you have to be a certain status. You have to be Chris Rock or Eddie Murphy or someone like that. This dude ain't that. I was actually surprised when I saw his name as the host. I, was, I mean, I know he's got Netflix and HBO and all this stuff, but there's a certain level of, like, who's the dude? Uh, Gaffigan's probably big enough, right? Absolutely. And speaking of Gaffigan, he did do a presentation last night, if we've uh, got that ready. You know, this is so exciting <laughs> for me. The Golden Globes. I mean, I... I can't even believe I'm in the entertainment industry. I can't. I, you know, it's so unlikely. I'm from a small town in Indiana. I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I just... I don't know if that's a new category here, but... I'm here to present an all-new category. All right? (laughs) An all-new category. This is going to be the first time stand-up comedians are going to be acknowledged at a major award show. Okay? And, you know, it's, in a way, it's like the the Golden Globes, 80 years. For 80 years, good-looking people threw a party, right? And then you guys finally decided to invite the talented people. (laughs) (laughs) Does anybody know who won best? Was it best comedian? What's the category? Uh, I believe it was best stand-up special. And let me see here. I apologize. I I know that Oppenheimer cleaned up in its categories. Uh, Oh, Gervais won. Oh, okay. Best drama, best director, uh, best drama actor, uh, best supporter, uh, supporting actor, and best score. Five for Oppenheimer. Which, that probably bodes pretty well for the Academy Awards because that's generally the type of movie the Academy Awards falls all over itself. Dude, probably the biggest story in Hollywood this year, you know, obviously Barbie was a huge story, but the fact that Oppenheimer did well at the box office, that's an incredible story. I mean, it was... Three-hour biopic. Yep. All right, it's the Ben and Skin Show, 97.1 The Freak. We have lots to get to, but coming up next, every day at this time, we do the Nooner. And we'll talk a little Cowboys, but we'll definitely talk a little Mavs as well. That's all right here on The Freak. Spring forward. Upgrade your home, business, or large commercial facility now with the latest technology from DFW Security. If your system is older than five years, it's time to upgrade. DFW Security has reliable, convenient, affordable technology professionally installed. Take command with their all-in-one app powered by Alarm.com. Control your alarm, access control, cameras, garage door, and much more. DFW Security, your local experts for over 30 years. Call now or go to DFWSecurity.com. DFWSecurity.com.